0: Do you know what time it is? It's that time again with Cindy Gurn, who has the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities
1: and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia.
0: Good evening and welcome to The Workforce Show. My name is Charles Britt. I'm your host for today's show, and today we're going to be focusing on tech-based startups. I'm here with our guest, Paymon Taii, entrepreneur, visual educator, and founder of Vizme. Welcome to the show, Paymon.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. We're glad to have you. We're looking forward to the conversation. I think it's going to be exciting based off of our initial chat. And we're going to just run through a a conversation about you, your background, your company, and what you're up to and what our listeners need to know about what's happening in the industry that you're uh, making changes and breaking waves in. Absolutely. Awesome. So let's get started. So just a little bit, you know, like a typical interview, tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: So, I am the founder of VizMe uh, and Hindsight uh, Interactive, um, a designer in terms of, I guess, how I got started into technology. is uh, I have a passion for design and user experience, you know, how you make things look pretty on, on websites and applications. Yes. Uh, and uh, formerly back in college, I was actually a biology major by all means, and then dwelled into this whole scene of technology, uh, you know, back in the last year of my college.
0: Awesome. So are you originally from the Washington, D.C. area?
1: Yeah, I've been here for a long time. Um, you know, I've been here for almost 26, 27 years. Wow,
0: um, you're native, um, yeah. yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> awesome. And you mentioned that you majored in biology. Where did you attend college? Uh,
1: University of Maryland, College
0: U- Park. University of Maryland. So tell me, biology, how did you move from biology into digital and visual education?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, in in a... I guess uh, it's a long story, but to, you know, compact it into just a few moments, uh, basically, uh, as a way to pay my way through college, I ended up, you know, starting design websites back in 2000, 2001. um, And that was just kind of self-taught. So I didn't know what I was doing. And, uh, you know, little by little, I learned on my own. Yeah. And um, I was a biology major, uh, potentially going into sports medicine and, uh, you know, <laughs> in transparency, <I> realized <laughs> that I don't know if I want to go another six or seven years in, in college as Got far it. as graduate school. So it was a little bit, of a, I don't want to say rush, but I figured that there's maybe something better out there for me. And uh, so that's how
0: it all happened. No, that's a great story. Um, And and prior to me going into the work that I'm in now, I did a lot in sort of workforce development and helping connect youth to careers in STEM. So what your story is actually inspiring to me, because this is what I sort of share with students that what you think you may be going to college for, what you're going to college for because it's popular may end up being something else down the road. So don't be too afraid to, to take that leap and do something else because it could take you in a totally different direction.
1: Uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's 100%. And, you know, always looking back in hindsight, you wish that, you know, for example, I wish that I'd done some internships and so on. I hadn't done that, uh, you know, so I was lucky enough to find my passion. Uh, but some people, you know, they go through the whole process and yes. because every, everybody else says, you know, to make money, go to, you know, become a doctor or become an mm-hmm. attorney, which, you know, mm-hmm. traditionally speaking, culturally, you know, from, being <laughs> from true. a... Yeah, being from the Middle East, that's what, you know, your parents usually tell you, you know, and, uh, but, you know, I, you know, my passion was in computers and in terms of most specifically in terms of design and animation. And so uh, it still continues to be in biology and so on, but I just didn't make that a profession. You know, that's more of a, just, you know, like to learn about it, but not actually be a doctor. And so that was at least for my,
0: uh, you what happened for me. Yeah, and I'm I'm totally not into science, I will be honest with you, but I'm sure there's some type of connection between the part the stuff that you were learning in biology and how you were studying that with what you're doing now.
1: Uh absolutely actually that I think um I'm glad that uh you know as part of that transition. I mean a lot of I think careers and in, in one way or another there is um uh, there is you know relative um processes in between that you can translate. So In, you know, in regards to biology, for example, uh, you know, the way, you know, how you look at it and what you learn uh, being just from a very, very basic part of it uh, is, of course, you know, that everything evolves. You know, everything evolves, everything changes. And if you don't and if you're against that, uh, you don't go with the wave, uh, (laughs) then (laughs) you're going to get eaten up. Yeah, and that's actually happened to me. I've had to learn it the hard way in business uh, a couple of times, a few times, which is actually how Bizme came about. You know, was as a result of that. Um, but in you know, that's I think a big learning lesson. You know, that you learn about how different you know animals and uh, creatures and so on, even humans. You know, depending on your condition mm-hmm. and the environment and the, and the culture and uh, you know everything around you, the surrounding. Uh, it little by little your behavior changes and uh, you know over a period of time you evolve to you know be best fit for that environment. And so in business, uh, the same thing. In design, same thing. Trends change and you you know you try to stay ahead of the curve.
0: That is awesome. No, that's a great way of responding to that. It's a great segue into us talking a little bit more about your company. But before we go, just on another on a personal note, we'd love to know, so what what's your favorite place to vacation? Uh,
1: vacation well unfortunately i don't vacation way too much <laughs> although uh, you know I, I do a lot more of it now than i did you know uh, you know back in the day early days I'm sure. um i do yeah I, I do a lot of short trips you know a few days uh three four days here and there you know i uh, visit uh, pittsburgh often uh, with you know my wife who's formerly from there okay have friends there and so on but as far as the like, favorite places of vacation uh you know i love the of course the caribbean when it gets too cold here you yes. know dominican like this week dominican <laughs> yeah yeah so you know you Dominican Republic is probably one of my favorites. Uh, you know, I, I, I fell in love with that place. That's awesome. uh, The weather and the culture and everything. So
0: Amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I wanted to make sure that you had some downtime outside of just working all the time. So before we dive oh, into yeah. your company, just kind of getting a feel for what you do when you're not building this great company called VizMe. So um, your startup is actually a part of another company I think I mentioned in your uh, bio on your website called Hindsight Interactive. So you want to tell us a little bit about Hindsight Interactive and its connection to VisMe and what that is?
1: Yeah, so the hindsight interactive is basically what this uh, initially, this whole web design, you know, the business came out. You know, so I was just an individual, creating websites, uh, knocking on doors at the very beginning, uh-huh. little mom and pop shops, and slowly, you know, getting into the you know the larger companies and so on. And you know, eventually, hindsight grew to about eight or nine, ten employees. Um, you know, and, uh, so the majority really the focus was on websites and some graphic design and so on. And we did a lot of interactivity in the old days, talking about 10, 15 years ago, making websites animated, and interactive, yes. everything moving around was based on this technology called flash. And, you know, most people, if, unless they were around then, uh, you know, in the internet times, you know, they would know what that was.
0: <laughs> exactly. But,
1: yeah. So, uh, but that's what, you know, that's what hindsight was. And um, it actually still is, you know, an an agency in terms of creating uh, for customers and for clients, creating websites and so on. Um, And VisMe pretty much got incubated out of that. And um, it actually, going back to what I mentioned earlier about, uh, you know, accidental or about, you know, you have to evolve, um, hindsight, we weren't evolving, uh, you know, and uh, it's, Saw this coming from far away where the um, Flash technology, where we're building a lot of websites on in those days, back in 2008, 2009, 2010, and so on, was based on this technology called Flash, which is by Adobe, and you would uh, make things interactive. So long story short, Apple came out, the very first iPhone came out, and pretty much Steve Jobs uh, said, we are not going to support Flash. What did this mean? It basically meant that all the websites that were based on Flash could no longer be viewed on a smartphone, you I know, mean, at that time, of course, being iPhone. So that literally disrupted and actually wow. affected my business very negatively because the majority mm-hmm. of the work and revenue we generated was from all the Flash animation work that we did.
2: Wow. on,
1: uh, Yeah, so, uh, you know, and I, you know, Learning back from the prior lessons was, you know, I was hearing this noise about Flash is going to go away. It's all technology, and I refused to listen, and there you go. So <laughs> it was kind of almost too late. But the good news, though, was I quickly from then, uh, you know, realized that uh, it's time to make some changes and uh, decided that I wanted to, just as an experiment, create, uh, you know, and uh, create Flash and what Flash did as a new technology being HTML5. So HTML5 yeah. is basically the fabric of the Internet. Everything you view today in some way or flavor, uh, that is the foundation okay. where you build things on. It, you can't get rid of it. It's not a plug-in that Apple can turn off. You know, that's just the way it is. So I decided very, you know, quickly, let's put together uh, just me and one of my colleagues uh, that come on board. Let's create something. Let's create, uh, you know, Flash in HTML5. Let's just do the functionality and let's use it in house. Let me see what it will do. So long story short, that uh, you know after a short beta period. Uh, really quickly realized that you know, the product was buggy. Really didn't know what the heck mm. um, you know, we are doing. <laughs> you know, put that out <laughs> quickly. Yeah. yeah, I realized that um, this really may not be for animators and for, you know, professional designers. But people are trying to, that small focus group, they're trying to create like a little slide of a presentation. Or they're trying to create this little, um, you know, design-oriented, graphic-oriented piece. So very quickly mm-hmm. Um, You know, lesson learned, I said, you know what, I, I know exactly what we should be doing, or at least I have a long-term vision of this. I believe this should be, and one of the challenges I've seen many people do to this day is that they're using a number of different tools um, to do different things. So, you know, you want to create a, a presentation, you're going to use PowerPoint, you want to create a graphic, you're going to use a different software, you're going to create... Um, a mm-hmm. record, you're going to probably use Microsoft Word and so on. So exactly. I, and I, every single one of these programs is totally different. There's different learning curve, different setup, uh, different you know, uh, tool set within them. So what we're doing at VisMe is basically an all-in-one visual communication tool. So regardless oh. of the type of content you want to create, there's one learning curve, there's all the assets you need from the text to the photos to the icons to the graphics to everything else. And you can create a simple design to a full-blown interactive presentation to an annual report, um, you know, to social graphics and blog graphics. And you can even go further if you want to, to add video and record audio Mm -hmm. and make it animated and interactive. So uh, that's Basically, in a nutshell, what BizMe is it's this one tool that whether you're an individual or a business or a corporate, uh, you know, and uh, you need to tell a story in a visual format, you don't have to think about which tool should I use. You think about, okay, I'm going to use BizMe to create and tell my story in this manner. And that's what our tool is
0: now. Wow. What an innovative approach to solving a challenge that so many people have that are going into business for themselves, or like you said, even nonprofits and organizations. With the growth and and continued movement of people onto social media, those graphics are important. That's what gets people's attention as they're scrolling, as they're going and clicking on Instagram posts. It's those pictures and the message that you have to get across in a very quick fashion where you can't have a lot of words. It's that visual piece that you're talking about that's so important.
1: That is exactly right. Um, You know, and so, you know, our motto here is, you know, speak. Uh, you know, speak loudly by speaking visually, so ah, you can
2: you know okay. say a lot but saying okay. less. Yeah, yeah so yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: that's that's the um, you know uh, the way that we're looking at it, and so it's a it's a you know exciting times because we're kind of going back to where we came from. You know, you have to think about it. As we as humans, uh, you know, communicated visually with you know graphics and um, you know visual cues and so on, and that's what you know over mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of years. That's how we communicate it. Unfortunately, today, um, you know, what happens is uh, it's much easier or it has become to some point easier to just type a few lines in an email or yes. to talk and speak, which mm-hmm. is great. But <laughs> to really relay that and to, you know, stick something in someone's mind so that we can, uh, you know, remember that if you support that with visual cues or you actually create that as a more of a visual format with less text, but, uh, that allows you to have, you know, increase in uh, retention of information, and mm-hmm. so that's where you see social networks such as Snap, uh, Snapchat, and Facebook, and you know even Twitter. You know, where yeah. uh, the use of graphics and uh, video is, is so imperative, and and it it continues to to expand. It's it's because of that.
0: Yes, and and long gone hopefully are the days of these PowerPoint slides with all this text. <laughs> where people get up and basically read from the slide. It's always great when I go to conferences and events where someone literally just puts up a picture and speaks to the picture or puts up an infograph and points out the important pieces of the infograph. You're right. You tend to grasp that and keep the information a lot longer or faster than having someone read something like they're reading from a book or talking to you.
1: That is exactly right.
0: Yeah, it's important. So for our listeners, could you tell them what's your URL? What's the website address? How do they get to your product?
1: Um, You can just go to, you know, type in Google VISME, V-I-S-M-E, or just go to www.visme.co or visme.com. Either way, it will take you to our website.
0: Okay, awesome. And you've actually covered a few things that I had wanted to discuss during our interview about being an entrepreneur and starting a company. Uh, many people, that's the theme these days, starting a company, but not all of them last. So could you tell me tell our listeners what was some what was maybe just one of your biggest challenges or hurdles you and your team had to overcome to get this business going?
1: Um well, it wouldn't be one. There would be many challenges <laughs> oh, and there always is and there always will be, you yes. know, and uh so You know, in terms of it being from an actual operation of a business getting off the ground, I mean, I guess maybe what I should say is that at different stages, you have different challenges.
2: Mm, Um,
1: So at the very beginning to get started, you know, if you're building something, whether it's a service or product, you know, there's something called traction, you know, that you need to, Mm. you know, realize that can this actually work? And I believe that there's some misconceptions on that as well, because to get traction, a lot of times, you create what's called an MVP, a minimum you know viable product. You yes. just test the waters, which is mm-hmm. what we did, right? We didn't you know take three years to build the, this product. We spent about eleven months, twelve months or so, um, you know, hundreds of hours of work to create something just to see where it takes. And as a result of that feedback, we you know uh, pivoted and mm-hmm. made it into something else. Um, but I think what happens is when people start. Uh, they either, you know, there's a balance between rushing something out the door yes. where you test the water with a very small, you know, focus group versus yeah. you say let's get this out before somebody else comes in does the same idea, correct? And then do it. So I don't think it's necessary. Actually, about um, being in a rush where you um, you create something and then somebody's out there to get you. You know, like our focus <laughs> right now is there's a bunch yeah. of. Yeah, I mean there's a bunch of other presentation tools, there's a bunch of other design tools, yes. there's a bunch of graphic tools and mm-hmm. so on. We're not the only one. So the way we look at it is that um you know we want to create the absolute best product that when you go in you get everything that you need and you don't have to you know depend on those. You're willing to pay for it because you see the value on it. And so I think when you create something um and uh, one of the challenges you have to overcome is a you know uh, getting it to a point where you know that there is some sense of um, uptake that people or the market that you're going after Mm -hmm. is actually interested, get feedback and adjust. And because no matter how much you plan, you will always, you know, in the long run, realize that it's going to turn out different than you anticipated. So I think that's one (laughs) thing. The other challenge as far as motivating some of your team members or finding the right, you know, employees and and, uh, individuals to come on board, there's a lot of talent out there, but, you know, for us, it's not just about hiring someone that is got the experience, but you know, are they going to fit the mold that we're mm-hmm. after? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, so th- you know, that's part. That's another part of it. And of course, you know, uh, you know, continually, waiting or improving on a product, you can never stay stagnant. You know, it's it's never the product is done and let's sit around yes. and chill. You know, yeah. there's it, always something else. We have more stuff in our pipeline now, and the further we go, the more ideas come up. Than actually less where, you know, the concern is sometimes you're going to run out of ideas. We
0: don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and that's amazing. I mean, I, I admire individuals who are entrepreneurs and, and break out and do these tech startups, because like you said, you often think, well, there's probably other people who have the same idea. You're trying to beat them to market or you're always looking at what someone else is doing to try to compare your service to them. And I noticed that folks that I know that have been successful have chosen and done a lot of what you said to really kind of break out on their own and make theirs a niche product or figure out a way to provide everything that someone's looking for for one specific need and not necessarily trying to solve all the problems of a business. But yours is one of those that certainly serves a particular purpose. So for someone else who's actually interested in, in launching maybe a startup, a tech startup in some shape, form or fashion, what would be the one piece of advice that you would give them starting out?
1: Um, the first thing would be I think is focused on um, you know, once you have an idea, uh create a uh, do do a, some research. You don't have to go crazy and you don't you know the first thing for example I always was told is, you know, create a business plan.
0: Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. be school.
1: I never yeah. I never created a business plan for Bisme. You know, it was just a bunch of bullet points and thoughts over this part of what this product might be, you know. Yeah. And because it's so it's more about you know once you have that idea you really also have to if you're going to get into the business of a startup um you need to understand and and you know really comprehend that it is Not easy. It's extremely hard. And take it as a challenge. You know, Mm -hmm. have fun with it. Mm -hmm. Um, don't take it as a disappointment. You're gonna get, you know, punched, you're gonna get beaten down, (laughs) you're gonna get thrown away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and you have to be ready. And if you know, if it's something that you know and truly believe in yourself, and you through some data and through focus groups or testing and so on, you realize that okay, this actually has potential and goes somewhere. Be prepared you are going to have to give it 110% Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, more than anything else you've ever done before. And it's just continual, consistent, you know, staying at it and adjusting, little adjustments, little improvements here and there. There's no one thing, by the way, that I could, you know, probably one of the biggest advice that I could give individuals getting into startups is that there isn't going to be this one thing that's going to make your business. Um, You know, it's not about raising money. It's going to make me, you know, it's one of the things that I believe a lot of people do. For example, we've been bootstrapped to this day. We never raised a single penny. Um, And, uh, you know, and there is others, and I'm not saying that's the wrong way or the right way of
2: doing things, but Mm -hmm.
1: I've seen a number of startups that have come and gone um, because their focus at the very beginning was let's raise some money and uh, we'll hire a bunch of people and so on. You know, you need to Build something that you can stand on, and realize that okay, I find it need more, if I have more scalability, more funds, or more resources, mm-hmm. then I can have a return on that. So focus on creating something, you know, and don't depend on someone else. You know, it's you. You have to figure it out. Uh, there's tons and tons of information, lots of resources out yes. there. I mean, you know, the YouTube and podcasts and other entrepreneurs talking and speaking and how they did it, their failures and so on. And you can learn so much from that that will allow you to you know, stay ahead. Um, but at the same time, eliminate some of the noise because you're going to get no. inundated with so much information out <laughs> yeah. there. You yes. always have to find a balance and then focus on what you're
0: creating. Yeah. And I was going to talk to you about that. It's interesting as a, as a business owner, I'm sure as a founder of more than one business, you have to be more than one type of individual. You've got to be a visionary. You've got to be a motivator you got to be a financial planner. I mean, you've got to be a lot of people in addition to your team members. So what are, what, what motivates you? What keeps you going? Who inspires you? What, what's that, what's that thing, that, that book, that person that you always look to, to kind of keep going and support you on this journey?
1: Um, you know, I look at a lot of different things. I mean, of course, you know, uh, most people would say it's their, you know, the, their parents and so on. Of course, certainly mm-hmm. I've, you know, the, uh, my, my, you know, very much uh, you know appreciated uh, everything that my parents had done. For example, getting us to this country and yes. so on. And uh, you know, my dad, you know, being a small business owner and uh, seeing that you know learn, that it's not easy and it's tough and it, it takes hard work. Um, you know, but there is a lot of things that I've had to, you know, really realize on, on my own and just learn mm-hmm. on my own. But, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, there is individuals that I may look up to. I mean, for, for example, not even in the startup world, but Warren Buffet, who, you know, is, you know, everyone knows in the investment world. Yes. Uh, but I listen to a lot of his information and YouTube videos and so on, not for actually investing, but just lessons in life and wow. how his approach is. Okay. So this thing about creating value, you know, he, you know, in, in the case of Armafay, he would only invest in companies that he could actually figure out and know what it means.
2: He would not yeah. just dwell on something he doesn't know. Okay. So,
1: you know, lesson learned in the startup world and what you're going to do, you know, do something that you, you, you know, you can figure out that you mm-hmm. know what to do. Um, you know, then the other part would be about, uh, you know, this long-term thinking. It's about, you know, in this case, buying, you know, good, valuable companies and five, 10 years down the road, they're going to generate value, not what happens today and tomorrow and the next day. So yes. the same thing, you know, in business, you know, things will go, you're going to have updates and downlays and a lot of those, but you have to think about the long-term prospect. You know, it takes time. Um, and as long as you have gradual increase, gradual progress, you know, those little, um, you know, hiccups that you have up or down, mm-hmm. nothing. You look back to 10 years, it's just, you know, that that chart or that bar graph is going to look like <laughs> a straight line. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, So that's that's, you know, some of the uh, things that I look
0: at. Oh, that's amazing. So we've got the cue. We're kind of winding down our, our conversation here. This is really good information to be able to for our listeners to hear from someone who's done it who's, like you said, bootstrapped it from the beginning, built their business, had some challenges, but still was able to make something actually work and understanding that those challenges were lessons that you learned as well. So and when we think about your industry, we're talking workforce and kind of wrap up with this one thought of. I like the way you talked about how Flash was trending back in the day and then it changed to something else. What's trending now in your field and in your industry that or what do you see will be going away soon?
1: Um. I I do, you know, there's a lot of discussion about AI and, um, you know, what that's going to do and Mm -hmm. disrupt things. I I think what is going to occur is there's going to be more automation of, you know, of simple small tasks. So, example, right now, um, tools such as, uh, you know, um, creating uh, funnels of emails and marketing. In other words, you create an email and, or in Google, in Gmail, Mm -hmm. you know, you can, uh, send an email and say send me a reminder in three days It'll reminds you in three days or brings it comes to the you know top of your inbox. You think about it such a simple task, you know, five years ago, seven years ago, <laughs> and so on.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, you would have had to go dig in three emails and do that. You know, there is a lot of those little things happening. So um what's going to occur, I believe, is that um some of the lower end things that can be automated mm-hmm. and many of them have and many of those will continue to do and what will happen is tools will get smarter. There's there's you know more automation occurring and therefore some of the lower end jobs and tasks and so on are kind of going to go away. And I believe in in terms of what we're doing at VisMe is to not eliminate designers. You know, it's it's not to eliminate, um, you know, professionals and so on, but it's to actually substitute where you don't have to always go at your company you don't always have to go to your you know graphic design team to get a small piece out and go back and forth you know they can create things they can focus on the most important things so you can do some of the things that you can do on your end you should be able to do 70 80% of those so uh in you know in other areas i believe that's going to occur as well where through automation, through making a more intelligent software or applications, um, it is going to allow people to focus more on the more important things or things that are more complex um, and less on uh, simple, you know, ABC tasks.
0: Hey, okay. Well, that's what we're all about these days, making it quick and easy and bringing in that that business, bringing in that money and those relationships that will help us and grow our lives in so many different ways. So, this has been a great conversation. We're thankful for you setting aside some time for this for this conversation and interview on the Workforce Show. How can our listeners reach you if they want to get in contact with you or learn more about your business?
1: Um, sure, uh, LinkedIn would be a good place to contact uh, connect with me. Just okay. go on LinkedIn and put my name, Paymon P A Y M A N. Last name is Taye T S and Tom A E I, and you know connect with me there. That's probably a good way to you know to reach me.
0: Awesome. That sounds good. I'll definitely be reaching out myself as well. So thank you again for your time. We're going to wrap up the show here, and we wish you all the best during this holiday season and best wishes in the new year as well.
1: Great. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to The Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com. Thank you for listening.
2: Until the next time.